10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is Teachers Talk Radio and you are listening live. Hello, good afternoon, good evening, good night. I'm not sure why I stopped the intro music quite so quickly there. Um, I, I think I just did. Anyway, um, how is everybody on this this wonderful, um, oof, could I call it wonderful? It's it's a chill one today. It's not um, it's not the warmest. I think we're only at about 38 degrees today. So in my um, my caster chef concoction, uh, as you may have seen over on Instagram, I, I today I made a an omelette uh, with some roasted vegetables and I can comfortably say it is probably the worst thing I've ever eaten in my entire life. Um, as I was like cutting it and bringing it up to my mouth, the the smell of just horrible, uh, the egg just made me, oh, I was retching, it was nasty. It was a, not a fun one for Caster Chef. I think it's the seventh one we've done so far this heat wave, but we have missed off three days. But, you know, we did do three last year. So in total, that's 10 different things that have been cooked in the front of, of our car. Um, I'm thinking of repeating cookies tomorrow because they were actually really good. Um, and stuff like, you know, stuffed aubergine isn't exactly the most delicious thing in the world, I have to say. Um, there are certainly other things I might prefer to eat uh, in future. Um, so yeah, I think cookies are on the cars tomorrow. Um, so a number of people have asked me to try popcorn, so I might as well give it a shot. I don't think it will get hot enough in there to pop the corn, but you know, we'll check it out anyway. We'll see how it goes. Um, hopefully, uh, whatever we do decide on will be will be okay anyway. Um, so yeah, something desserty, I think. Something that that's always nice. Have a little bit of uh, something, the dessert side of things, a bit sweeter. Uh, it tends to be nicer to eat, unless it's a crepe. Don't ever try and make a crepe in your car because they just taste like flour. Uh, ugh, it's not particularly nice. So that's uh, what I've been up to today. Um, that since we last spoke last week, oof, oh, what have I done apart from sweat profusely from what feels like every single pore in my entire body? Um, I know you're feeling it right now there over in the UK. Pretty much wherever you are in the northern hemisphere at the moment you're probably feeling the awful heat so um, i hope you're all staying well you know wearing loose fitting clothing and eating ice creams and trying to dismantle the fossil fuel industry you know all those things that we're doing to to help ease these heat waves um as the days go by so it has been a fairly sweaty one um which hasn't been particularly nice uh, there's, there's been work. I haven't done any lessons though, which is weird. I haven't done any teaching all week. Um, but I have been creating a curriculum for something that isn't ELT based. Oh my gosh, I, I hear the collective gasp of the three people in the studio. Um, I said, what? It's not ELT connected? No, it isn't. It is in fact for somebody else altogether. Um, not ELT. But I have, of course, used my ELT background to work on that. And I can't wait to announce it in the near future um, when hopefully I will have done some more of it as well, which, which would be nice. Um, coming up today, I, I am going to be celebrating, as you may or may not know, uh, 
Today is the 50th show that I've done since I started last year. Oh my, everybody's setting off their fireworks and celebrating. I'm, I'm even going to go in here and find a, an audio effect to, to celebrate the, this auspicious occasion. Um, here we go. The crowd go wild. There you go. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. 50 shows. Yep. You haven't been fired yet? No, still haven't been fired. No, it's okay. Maybe soon. There we go. Let's have a clap then. Thank you. I'll take the clap. I, I lift my hat, which I'm not actually wearing because it's too hot. Um, so it is the 50th show today, and I am so happy that my guest today happens to be my 50th guest. It's somebody who I connected with on various social media, mostly LinkedIn, um, probably around about a year or so ago, a little bit more than that, perhaps. Um, and, and she's been around and, and listened to a lot of shows, actually. And from very, very early on, I said to her, come on the show, come on the show. She was like, I will come on the show. I will. I'll definitely come on the show. And it was a bit like one of those. I don't know if you ever like bump into someone in the street and you say, yeah, we really need to get a drink sometime. And then, you know, four years later, you bump into them in the street again. And you're like, we should get a, a, a drink sometime. And then you never do. And I didn't know if it was going to be that when I said to her, come on the show. She was like, yeah, I will. Sure, I definitely will. But then a little while back, she said she, she would come on the show. So I did a few little pirouettes. I did some dancing for joy. Um, was, was very, very happy uh, to be able to, to have her on as a guest. Um, and she will be coming very soon. Uh, I'll let you know who it is. I mean, if you, can, if you can read the list of the guests there, you'll know who it is. And in fact, if you've seen any of the, the propaganda that I've sent, it's not called propaganda. That's what we would say in Spanish. It's not actually propaganda. Um, advertising, um, <laughs> artwork, uh, social media things. Um, yeah, it's not propaganda. But anyway, we will be hearing from my guest very soon. I'm super excited to announce it. But before that, we're going to shoot off for the news. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.weatherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development, every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. If you have a passion for education and a talent for teaching and learning, the Witherslack Group want to hear from you. 
Join them as they open an incredible new school in Essex and be a founding teacher of English, maths, science or primary with multiple leadership opportunities available too. As Teachers Talk Radio partners, we know how much they care about the well-being of staff and their offer to you will be superb. To find out more and apply for a role, visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. In England, the government has announced that all state schools will have a defibrillator by the end of the school year in 2023. The decision to install the defibrillator, which is used to start a person's heart again if it has stopped beating, is the result of a campaign by the parents of a 12-year-old, Oliver King, who died when his heart stopped during a swimming lesson in 2011. Education Secretary James Cleverly said, The move goes some way towards preventing more tragic stories. Access to funding must not stand in the way of every school having an on-site access to a life-saving defibrillator. The evidence clearly shows that defibrillators drastically increase the chance of survival from a cardiac arrest and it is particularly important that they are available close to sports halls and playing fields that children, young people and the wider community use on a daily basis. The news has been welcomed by Oliver's family who have been campaigning since his death. The UK is braced for an unprecedented spell of extremely hot weather, with the Met Office issuing its first ever red warning for heat, meaning there is a very likely risk to life. Some schools have taken the decision to close, and others have relaxed uniform rules. The Met Office alert comes with the advice that people should take action to protect themselves and others, and avoid travelling where possible. In parts of the country, temperatures could reach 40 degrees C for the first time ever. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Last week I asked, do you know the difference between the World Wide Web and the Internet? This question makes you realise the Internet is a network of interconnected networks, or the hardware, the wires, storage, devices and the systems that are always on, hosting the 24-7, 365 days a year access. The World Wide Web is the data that's stored on those networks, the millions of websites and pages and other data stored on servers all around the world. The internet turned out to be what you wouldn't want to lose when teaching over the ability to display. Continuing with connections, let's take a look at some of the common connections we use when projecting our screen. For most modern machines, we use an 
HDMI connection. MacBooks use USB-C or a wireless Apple TV connection. Not surprising that although this has been and is still quite annoying for MacBook users because you have to buy adapters to connect, I feel Apple were a bit too forward thinking on this decision. We'll come back to USB-C later because it's slowly becoming more popular for a lot of good reasons. So most of us connect via VGA, the one with the pins in, or the modern HDMI cable to a screen or a projector, or a combination of VGA and HDMI via the wonders of splitters, allowing your video signal to be sent to more than one device. You will know which wires to plug in where, and by magic, your computer will remember what to do. If you do want to push yourself to the next level, why not try extending rather than duplicating your desktop? Hold down the Windows key and press P. This will let you cycle through your display options. Sometimes extending a desktop can make a huge difference to a lesson. Showing the class D extension and dragging resources over to the second screen, the display, while you manage other tasks on your computer screen. So why should we get so excited about having USB-C ports on our computer? Well, it's symmetrical, so you can put it in any way round, which is good for a quick setup. It can carry more power and data than previous versions, so charge larger devices, and it also can support a port expander, giving you extra display ports, Ethernet, that's the internet wire, and additional USB, HDMI, and VGA ports, to name a few. If your computer supports USB-C, it may be time for you to take a look at a USB-C USB port expander. expander. Do you, Do you already, already use USB-C? Why not why get in touch with your, your top tips, tips at TT Radio 2022? Follow us and tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve, Steve Woods, Woods, and that was two, two Minute Tech. tech. Two, two Minute Tech, tech with, with Steve, Steve Woods, Woods. Your, your tech, tech briefing, briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello and welcome back. Thank you for, for hanging around and bearing with us uh, in those, those moments and listening to the wonderful news. Uh, and lots of stuff about ports and things to plug in where. Um, I think I've just about figured out where to stick my ports and uh, I'll be sticking with this for a while. But I I do use the USB-C, so I guess I must be winning. Anyway, um, let's stop talking about ports and let's introduce uh, the wonderful uh, guest to the 50th show. Not the 50th guest, but the wonderful guest to the 50th show. Uh, somebody I've been wanting to, to talk to for a long time now. Um, she is a teacher. She is a materials writer. She, a, which is more than just that. She's like a, a creative content creator, as it were. It's, um, her lesson plans are something that have really caught the eye of quite a lot of people across the internet um, because they are something a bit special and a bit different. So it, it's my great pleasure to ask my guest, uh, Sylvina Maschitti, to un, unmute herself uh, and be heard by the world. Hello. Hello, everyone. It's so nice to be here. Hi, good evening, good afternoon, depending on where you are. That's so nice to, to be here with you, Harry, and with all the people. It's an um, absolute pleasure to have you yeah. here. Um, now, everybody, be gentle, because Sylvine is a bit nervous, and she knows <laughs> I hardly ever bite, but there is a possibility. I, I'm not going to bite. Uh, so so do be gentle. Um, thank you so much, as I said, for coming. It's It's brilliant to finally have you here in the studio yeah it's beautiful i can see the studio it's wonderful yeah it's lovely it's, isn't it Don't it's you great to come studio? over yeah yeah, yeah so lucky the plants and the yeah very board. very green very green yeah. and your your shirt oh, goes yeah. with the studio with the it leaves there. and then that you yeah. can see there a, 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 a what's it a mannequin that's been oh yeah well i don't know if background. we can we can say something about that in the live show <laughs> well, yeah exactly it's actually part of my wife's photography project so uh okay just, okay you know, just to prove to everybody i'm showing 
I'm sharing some of the images now. Uh, oh, they are cool. Live they are cool. Here, so. We should know more about her work. You should oh. spread it more on social media. It would Definitely. Be great. This is going to be to use it for a lesson plan because now I'm trying to get ideas. You know that my brain is almost dry with the heat. Yeah. So I, I'm trying to get any idea around. So be careful with the mannequin ooh, and all this ooh, stuff. There. She's got <laughs> two brilliant ideas actually for lesson plans. They're going to be one of them is in her exhibition in October. Oh, that's cool. So when that's been announced, I'll let you know. And yeah, we could make a lesson plan on it. Or you could make one with her because she's also an ex-teacher. So Of course, that's a great that'd be idea. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah why not? Yeah, really yeah sure. So back to the show um, and back to, to everything we're talking about here. Before we go on and, and get into the nitty gritty of teaching, writing and everything in between, which is quite a lot in between yeah. those two things. We don't um, have that much time for that. No, no. So we'll have to do... <laughs> We'll have to do teaching, writing, and everything we can fit in between. In That's between. right. There you go. <laughs> that would have been a bit long for the for the propaganda, as he says again. It's just the <laughs> auto word that comes to my head, I'm afraid. Um, so can you tell us something about yourself? Tell, in fact, rather than just telling us something, tell us your, your journey through ELT. Oh, gosh. Well, I'm Silvina. I'm from Buenos Aires, uh, the capital city of Argentina, the bottom of the planet. Um, yeah, you mentioned the heat, but you didn't mention that people are covered with snow down there. I didn't. So I didn't. I only yeah. mentioned the northern. So they hemisphere, are struggling with that. How yeah. typical of me, like just thinking yeah, about sure. the global north. Again, my <laughs> apologies. Right. Well, I, I come from Buenos Aires, Argentina, twenty minutes from the capital city, uh, the province of Buenos Aires. Um, I've been teaching for 20 years or a bit more because I started learning when English when I was very young, uh, eight years old, more or less. Uh, so by the time I was 15, my teacher, my lovely teacher from my neighborhood, uh, offered me to teach kids in the in this oh, wow. little school she had. So that was my first experience teaching. I, I taught kids um, when I was a teenager. Um, I, I and then... Pizza Hut. <laughs> okay, well, that is okay. <laughs> we need to eat as well. Yeah, yeah it's true. So, <laughs> so that's okay. Um, so then after that, when I finished my, my, my high school, I started the teaching training college because in Argentina, we don't have the Filología Inglesa or the, the Philology as in Spain. It's a four-year degree. It's tertiary education. So we attend the teacher training college. We get a degree as to be a, English, a teacher of English. And then after that, uh, I, as I was taking this degree, I, I was uh, working in administration to do teaching. I was teaching at home. I was helping students uh, pass their exams at the end of the academic year. So my house was crowded at the end of the year, December, when classes finished in, in Latin America, in, the, in South America. Um, so then, uh, when I finished the teaching training college, I started to work in schools, public and private primary schools. And there I, well, I did my bachelor's degree in English and I had this amazing opportunity to go teach Spanish in the USA with a Fulbright scholarship. So, uh, I spent one year in Pennsylvania with other amazing teachers teaching my own language, which was bit challenging and it was not my my domain my field because I'm a teacher of English so that was a native speaker challenge for me because I was not qualified enough for that 
Um, and then, well... Yeah, but you can speak Spanish, so surely you can teach it. No way, no way. And I had higher I'm being levels. I'm by the way, just so you know, that was a sarcasm there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, so I, I, I had to teach like B1, B2, which is pretty challenging for Spanish uh, with all these tenses we have some fun oh, it is. I, I, I got my my b2 in spanish you know before so oh, it is that's definitely great. challenging <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> so I, I i finished my master's degree in teaching english as a foreign language as i was in the states and when i went back to argentina i decided to move to spain so i've been living here for seven years now first i i i worked in a military base in lerida in catalonia for three months i i taught the army they have to take uh, an exam that the NATO asks for or, or requests. Uh, and then I moved to Madrid and then to Barcelona and I taught for a big prestigious school in both cities. Um, and then my kid was born in 2018. So I stopped teaching for a while. When the pandemic hit, I decided to go back to my to my profession. I, I, I decided to stop being a full-time mom to become, well, we are always a full-time, we are always full-time parents, but I, I, I tried to, to devote some time to teaching. Um, and there is when I started uh, on LinkedIn, uh, I started looking for connections and looking for more CPD because I felt kind of struck, uh, stuck in my profession. And I got to know about this uh, Nile course on materials development. So that was at the end of 2020. Um, and that is how the journey begins, uh, blog and, and everything I've been doing lately. And then, yeah, so you have now, I don't want to call it a blog because it's, yeah. it's not a blog. It's a full on website. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, and it's a, you know, it's a bloody good website, you know, if, if you don't mind me saying so. Um, would you like to tell us a little bit about your, your wonderful website that I'm actually looking at right now, scrolling through? I well, about my website, page, just making sure. My website, TFL Creative Ideas, was born uh, right after I finished my Nile, the Nile course on material development because I wanted to share the first lesson plan that I made uh, for the final project for that course. Uh, that was Food Waste. That was uh, Food for Thought is the name of the first, yeah. Um, the first lesson plan. Um, and then with the passing of time, I started to write on a regular basis, I would say very regular, <laughs> very, very regular basis. Last year was crazy. Uh, I, I've i made 89 lesson plans. I'm working on the 90th Ooh. now. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So um, my, my website contains both general and business English lesson plans. Uh, I could make the the distinction i could you can classify them you can uh, choose if you want to see the general or business english and that is everything i can do because i don't know what else to do with my website i mean i need to ask for help in order to put more stuff and to uh, one of uh, one of the teachers one teacher a friend of mine suggested like um classifying or or searching with other categories, you know, that can teachers can, can search with other categories like level, but I don't know how to do that. So I need yeah, to I guess it's help. all like keywords and SEO and stuff like yeah. that. That's the, 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 like, the really important stuff that's really hard to know about. And then it's really difficult to do. Like even today I was on 
I was on renewableenglish.com just fixing up. In fact, after like, I'd been on your website and I was copying some of your ideas, but oh, I'm just going to say it straight out. Um, the bit where you have your, your different interviews and your webinars and stuff, I thought, hang on a minute, I've got quite a lot of those. Oh. I should put those on there. I should also put the 50 Teacher Talk radio episodes on there, but, you know, I haven't done that. So um, not your, not, yeah, now your message makes sense because I didn't get the idea what you were there saying. You go. Yeah. There you go. Um, and yeah, I just I just love it. There, there are so many so many different um lesson plans on there like as you say you've done 89 which is it's incredible but that's not what i find incredible about it's not the the volume um usually people say quality over quantity but you've actually got both here because it's, mm. it's got quality and quantity and but what i love most is the diversity of it it's not you know it's not just all one thing and like you say when you're even talking about general English like there's so many different yeah. ways it can go you know the, the gender differences in ADHD is one of them that like particularly struck me um and you know talking about dyslexia so you've got the kind of neurodivergent things you also have a um we'll talk a bit more about this shortly um although maybe we'll talk about it now actually um the the, the three that you did um, on on Black Lives Matter that you did um, and uh, yeah, there's just so many. There are things that you could use in any workplace. There are some that you could use in a more progressive workplace. You know stuff like what makes us indecisive. I remember that one. That one was really good. That's because diversity uh, of my lesson plans come from diversity of my students. My students' diversity. So that's the point. Everything that I'm doing has to do with my my classes. So as I teach many different uh, students from different fields, from dif with different interests and needs, I try to uh, to to focus on what they need and what they like and, and what they do in the case of general business English. So now, for instance, I'm starting um, classes with a, a teacher of yoga, a yoga instructor. So let's see what comes. Yeah, because everything I do, I try to share it on my website. Oh. Um, so I, I look for variety because my students are, are diverse. And that is the great thing about teaching that you get. You learn a lot with your students because I'm not an expert in any of those topics. You know, I'm a teacher of English. I, I can teach my, the language. I can uh, explain the language. I, I mean, but then I learn from them. And they yeah. teach me, and then I, I I try to look for things that they can learn in English, and I can learn as well. So it's a two-way thing with the website, uh, and learning by doing. Because I think that my website is a kind of a creative laboratory, because in in the laboratory some things succeed, and some experiments fail. So the same happens with with my website. Not everything is great. Not everything is perfect. Everything can be improved. Uh, teachers who use my, my resources can improve them, and that is great. They can transform them, adapt them, they can come up with suggestions, and I, I, I can do things, I, I listen to them, because that's the way I learn. Yeah. Um, so that's the, the, the experiments that I'm making. Well, that know, was one of the really things that really struck me about your, your lesson plans and your, your ideas, were when you did kind of start releasing them, and I think one of them, I can't remember which one it was now, but it was it was about sustainability. And you asked about posting it in Renewable English. And I remember looking at it and going into it and you were like, yeah, so what is your feedback? And you always ask for feedback when you post them. And um, when I have time to go through them properly, I, I, I always give you feedback, obviously. But it's it's lovely to 
to have that there. And like you said, there's so much flexibility within all of the lessons. And, you know, no teacher is going to use all 89 of these in their classes. Like, that's not going to happen. However... Or the five, or the five pages. Well, yes. Yeah. I don't use them all. I use the first one or the second one, and that's it. So I, I make them for the other teachers to pick from, you know? Exactly. Um, and so, but like, there's easily, you know, I'd say at least eight different lessons here that teachers could use, like of, you know, of varying levels, obviously, but every teacher could get about at least eight without any problems on here. Like nobody, as, as I say, is going to use, if anybody used all 90 of them, that would be incredible, but they would have to have that really diverse class that, that you have as well, the different diverse classes. But like, you know, I, I can just scroll through this and I, I see within moments that, you know, there's 10, 15, 20, just a, a brief look that you know that you'd be able to use in your classes, no problem. And, and it's amazing to see how many views like the different ones have had as well and, and seeing yeah. which ones are the most popular and which ones are the, are the least popular. Um, yeah, now I stopped looking. At the beginning, I was kind of obsessed. Every time I posted, I shared a lesson plan, I was trying to see how many people, how many views, uh, but only on the website. I don't know about these this, uh, this graphs and things. I'm very bad at technology. I, oh, I don't it's, take full it's, advantage of the blog. It's very difficult. No, no, it's, it's really difficult. All the... Uh, I get lost in it. Every now and again, I'll look at the, the metrics on, on wherever, on Renewable English, on Instagram, and it's just like, uh, eh, eh. <laughs> yeah, eh. I get bored. Yeah, it's like I should be figuring out when's the best time to post and stuff like that. It's like, well, I just want my stuff to be out there. And I'm not yeah. going to say I don't care how many people see it, because the more people that see it, the better. You know, This is a free resource. I want people to see it. I want people to use it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's... It's something that it can be a bit confusing when you see all the different metrics and it just gets yeah. very. Um, and, and, yeah. I was going to say. They, yeah, tell me. No, please. No, I was going to say, which one was your, I'm going to ask you the impossible question. Which one was your favorite one to make? No, I don't know because I have a very bad memory. So I, I, I forgot <laughs> all the ones that I have. But the ones. I'm trying to be more uh, more inclusive. I'm trying to to use more inclusive pictures. I'm trying to apply more uh, things that I've been learning on inclusion, inclusiveness, and and DEI, which stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Thank you, Amina, for for that because last time the, the time she was here, she was explaining all the acronyms, and that is great. Exactly. We're not familiar with. Um, so, for, inst for instance, the one that I made like two weeks ago, Music to My Brain, I tried to include some pictures uh, that people perhaps don't notice, but I, I, I wanted to include them, uh, some inclusive pictures. Or, but I don't have a favorite one because I, I use them once and then I forget and then I go back to the website, I, I look for, you know, and, and yeah. perhaps I want to change them or I want to, so there is not, there isn't any favorite one. Uh, well, that was when I started writing a blog originally. So must have been back in 2014 or something. It was purely because I would come up with so many ideas and I wouldn't, like, I'd, I'd do them in class and then I'd put them in the blog because otherwise I'd just forget about them and, like, never right. know what it was and, you know, think, oh, I'll remember how to do that, but you don't remember at all. 
So it's nice to have it. So I've got a really rubbish old blog that has all of my ideas on there, you know, that haven't been proofread. Just... But why don't you merge them? Isn't it? It's, it's they... terrible. It's terrible. It's really badly made. I don't made. think so. Perhaps no, there's some nice ideas on there, but it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just like, it was before this idea of SEO and stuff like that. And it was just me like emptying my mind onto a page. Um, right. So yeah, it's not not very interesting to be honest. But they're, they're useful for me when I'm doing classes. But um, and you know they help me when I'm trying to think of new creative ideas to go back to the old ones and think, oh maybe I could do that and change that one a bit. Um, but yeah, that's just uh, that's just me. And so we've talked a little bit about these lesson plans. Um, within these lesson plans, I we're kind of going. This is teacher and writer, I guess. So we're not too off track. Within these lesson plans, you have done some collaborations, have you not? Yes, yes, of course. I started with Bavna. I think she's here. She's here. Um, so I think that, that was our first, my first collaboration on world Englishes. A big, so uh, we... a big uh, round of applause and a, a nod of the head to Bavna, who was another guest on the show, <laughs> who introduced us to Marigolds. Um, oh yeah. yeah. So a big, she's uh, lovely, a and she has tip. she has her website now. She she she's she's had it for some months now, and she's making inclusive materials as well and sharing so that's great so we we made the word collaboration on world Englishes, and that was interesting because uh, we used english as a lingua franca because she mm -hmm. speaks english and other languages of course she's from india so and i speak spanish as a first language so that was a great example of um, using english as a lingua franca to make a lesson plan on English as a lingua franca, so yeah. <laughs> a meta lesson plan, <laughs> right? So that was a great experience. And then I, I collaborated with Amina. Uh, we made a series on the Black History Month. Uh, we met, I met Amina in John Hughes course, Oxford course last summer, one year ago. And since then we've been talking and, and sharing ideas and I've been learning a lot from her. And that's why we decided to work together on this. And I hope it's the first one uh, of many more to come. And Amina also, just let me add here, was also a guest on the show um, two weeks ago. Yeah. On the on the 6th, I'm going to say. I think yeah. it was the 6th. Um, and yeah, we talked about social justice and ELT. Um, have, you, have you collaborated with anybody else? Yeah, with Peter Fulager, speaking of which, I mean, speaking of diversity and inclusion, another great ELT professional with an amazing website full of resources, free and paid resources on inclusiveness. And then you, Harry Waters. Of course. I was going to mention that Peter was a guest on Jane's show. Yeah. You know, just to make sure everybody out there is aware that, you know, we're keeping it in the, the TTR radio family here. Yeah, that's great. Jane, Jane's show is amazing. I have to catch up with some episodes. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit behind schedule with all these things. Uh, <laughs> school vacations are terrible. Yeah, oh, that, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> um, Alicia gets some, some film time today because she's had her siesta and she's downstairs now. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, then we um, we collaborated and I have to say our our brief collaboration, you know, we, we did a lesson plan together. It, it was brief. It was wonderful. And I learned so much in that short time. Um, I, when I collaborate, I'm, I should be a little more um, accommodating to the way other people work because I very much work in my own kind of scatterbrain way, which is like, 
you know, half of one activity, then another half of another one, and it'll all be in different fonts. It'll be all over the place. It'll just be a mess until I finish and I sort it all out. I realise that when you're working with somebody else, it's not really okay to do that. So I give you a cleaning the house. So if I'm cleaning the house with my wife, I used to have this habit of like half doing the bathroom, then half doing the kitchen, and then coming back. And anyway, now I've learned to be collaborative and just do one room at a time. So I learned quite a lot in in that brief uh, um, creation. But, but it I was think wonderful. it's a matter of adaptation. Both of us need to adapt. It's not only you. I mean, I have to adapt. I'm, sometimes I'm very structured and I, I want to do things like this stage, this stage. And that is not the way that creativity works because sometimes you come up with, oh, this is great for the final task. This is great for, for the while listening. So ideas don't come in, in certain order in your brain or when you are washing, like when you are doing the cleaning up with the bathroom cleaning up. I mean, oh, this is a great idea for a lesson plan, not, not the bathroom thing. But you are doing that and, and then you, you come up with great ideas for the lesson plan you're writing. Uh, so it's okay. It's okay to be messy. Then, then together we, we found a way to put them in order. We did. But, but it was fantastic because we took advantage of one of your videos from Renewable English. The interview we did. with we did. the straw. Uh, what was the name? Strudels. Maxim Gelman from Strudels, yeah. yeah. So that was a great listening activity uh, on the Shark Tank idea. Yeah, exactly. The connection. You, exactly, you, you, yeah. You, you had that great idea, yeah. It was lovely. So. It was lovely. I've just, I've just opened it again. Um, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the link in the chat box anyway. Just, uh, I, didn't, I didn't put any of the others in the chat box. <laughs> um, there you go. Just there, in case yeah, you want to check is. it out. Um, all about straws. But not all about straws, you know. That's just what it looks like. Um, and there's been, there's more. There are more. Two more, yeah. Two then more. I, I made that collaboration with a very close friend of mine from Argentina, Daniela Uvieta. She's a teacher also in Argentina, and she was part of the Fulbright scholarship in the USA. So we met there. Um, so she teaches um, IT people. So we decided to work on algorithmic bias is also about inclusive uh, DEI, uh, so that was great because she knows a bit more about IT because her husband is works in IT, so that was a, a great team to work yeah. together, to work with. And then Emma Heiderman was the last one that I collaborated with and we made a lesson plan on reading defects, on reading on screens, defects reading on screens has uh, on our brain, in our brains. Uh, so that was the last lesson plan that I made with someone, and now I'm planning to make another one with Rona Snelling, machine mm -hmm. writer, yeah. uh, on stigmatization, stigmatization of accents. There you go. I don't know if I'm saying it well. Yeah, and again, Emma was a guest on Jane's show as well. Okay. Just to, just to um, so fill a, in the, the, little, the little ELT family circle there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is, it's a remarkably small world considering how big the world is, if you know what I mean. Um, you know, when you look at it and you just think, I, and again, I don't want to say I credit the pandemic for this, but, you know, all of the, yeah. the closeness that has come and the, the groups that have grown have increased through, the, obviously they existed before the pandemic, but they've increased massively. Um, and there is so much opportunity for collaborative working and, and creativity working together. And I have to say it was super fun 
collaborating and working together. It was, it was, it was really good. I'm glad we did it because we'd said we were going to be doing it for a while, and like we put it. Well, we didn't put it off. We didn't get round to it, and then we just right. did, and it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we can we can make more, more great lesson plans together, or 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 publish them. Who knows? They, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, um, <laughs> right. let's publish them. Any publishers listening out there who want. Um, a genius uh, creative lesson planner um, and then a guy with a beard just just give it a call. <laughs> no no it's okay we are a great team I think that everyone is creative I mean you you, you may have creative ideas great creative ideas about your field about uh, sustainability that I don't have so that's a great combination so we, we, we always have something to offer and to give and to learn from. So that's what collaboration is about. It absolutely uh, is. And I just want to say hi to, to Amina, hi, Amina who just arrived. Yes. Hi, dear. Nice to see you here. Thanks for your support. Absolute, absolute pleasure to have you. Um, so that's what we're talking about on the show today is... <laughs> Teacher, um, teaching and writing and everything in between. So we've talked a little bit there, not necessarily just about writing, but kind of your whole, the whole creative process that was in there and behind that. And you mentioned that you, you went on the Nile course. I imagine this was, you know, there was a reason for that. You had this idea that you wanted to, to go into writing as well. I'm sure it wasn't just a close your eyes randomly, you know, and stick your finger on a page and, oh, I'll do that course. No, it was no. a... No, I was kind of stuck with my CPD because I finished my master's degree in 2015. So it was 2020 and it was a long time for a teacher to, yes, without studying or doing anything for the CPD. And the pandemic brought all these wonderful uh, webinars and, and stuff. And then I, I came across some posts by, I don't know whom, now I don't remember who posted that on LinkedIn, some, some quotes, uh, from some materials or some reading material from the course. So mm -hmm. I got really interested in the course um, and I wanted to find out what it was about. Um, and I said, yes, I can do that because we, we always write materials for our classes, uh, perhaps not whole lesson plans, but some short short activities or flashcards, anything, anything. Yeah. We do everything for our students, uh, booklets, whatever we need. So that was the idea. And as I was teaching different people from different backgrounds, uh, I wanted to make my own materials to save time because searching on the net sometimes is more time consuming than making yeah. your own materials. Oh, you can spend hours just looking for yeah. something. It's like when you're going through Netflix, isn't it? Like I need to find something to watch. It's the same with lesson plans. It can be overwhelming, yeah. So that is what I did. I started, I took this course, but I felt a little behind because most of the people attending the course were already material writers. So perhaps the forum discussions were a bit high for me or I couldn't, or, or the theories, the approaches, I was behind. I felt that I, I finished studying a long time ago and I, I had to catch up with everything. So the first step was to sign up um, in this course. Um, and that was the, how I, I began writing formally, let's say, uh, um, and transitioning from teacher to, to writer. Um, and you are currently, you know, like me as well. Now, um, a lot of people often, you know, we've talked about this in the past, a lot of people often go, you know, as you just mentioned, they're from teacher to writer, as in kind of leave one behind and step into another one. 
Now, I know that we've spoken in the past about this, and, and I, I have exactly the same feeling that as a writer, I feel I can't stop teaching. You know, as a teacher trainer, I feel I can't stop teaching because I might lose touch. Now, that's not to say that people who don't do one or the other are, are any worse. Like, this is not, you know, I'm not pointing fingers or anything here. Everybody has their own sort of idea. But the way I became a writer was through my teaching. Right. So like, I find and my teacher training comes from ideas that I have and I implement in the classroom. So I feel if I'm not doing that, then it's not really fair to go out there and say, hey, this is a great plan you can do in your class. Because there are times when you can think something's great, but really it isn't that great. And you don't do it and you're like, oh, that really wasn't great. And I've just gone and told 1500 people that they should be doing that. <laughs> Maybe not the best idea. But the way I feel about it um, is a bit like, um, so I'm trying to imagine this now. I can only remember back to when I was at school one day um, and I was running through the playground and I don't know how I did it, but I managed to step on like two, they were just little plastic rings that were on the floor and I stepped on both of them. So one foot went one way and one foot went the other way. And I felt, a, I feel sometimes a bit like that with being a teacher and a materials writer, right. when you're kind of halfway and you just like split down the middle. <sighs> right. Well, it depends on the projects you are offered as well. Because of if, you, if you are offered a, a great a big project for a publisher you, and you have to write full time, then you won't have time to teach. So I think that it depends. If you're a freelancer, perhaps it's... Uh, Sometimes you will be teaching more and other times you will be writing more. Yeah. So that is how it works when you are doing both things, perhaps. But in my case, I'm doing both because I'm, I'm not working full time because of my personal circumstances, because of my, my little boy. Uh, so I'm, I'm a freelancer. Uh, I'm working with, can I say, can I mention who I am working for? Go for your life. <laughs> so I'm working for, for, well, I'm collaborating with Jake Young from Fluentize um, on a regular basis. So we are brainstorming ideas uh, for his lesson plans. Um, so that's one of my freelance uh, jobs, let's say. Then I'm making lesson plans for Nick Peachy. And that is a slower, now it's a bit slower because he's involved in so many incredible things Another with technology. <laughs> yes. Yeah, listening to, to Nick is like a, a learning journey because oh, it's he's beautiful, isn't it? So oh, many it's, things. It's so yeah. good. So, so he's good. evolving with technology because he's so updated that uh, it's it's amazing. So well, I, I'm making lesson plans for him as well, and then I'm working for a business English school in Paris. From Paris, I'm making materials for them. So that is what I do when I'm not teaching or taking care of my kids. Or at the yeah. beach. Well, you know, if, if you live by the beach, you know, you've got to, you've got to go. <laughs> or for I it, can really. do everything there. So sometimes I'm looking for ideas at the beach. Yeah. That is. <laughs> it's yeah. a good place for it. It's a good yeah, place for that for great. sure. Um, yeah, I, I love the the thing that you said that you know when you are writing a project full time and you don't have time to teach. That was something that I really loved about the the speak up for sustainability thing that I did with with Pearson because. I was doing the writing for the project and making all the content and all the videos and stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, we had the live lessons. So I was doing the live lessons and teaching what I was creating, like literally, wow. 
you know, in the moment, you know, we were making it, we were releasing it, we were teaching it all like at the same time. It was, it was super fun because it was like everything involved at the same time. And right. you know, there would be students would come along and teachers would come along as well because, you know, as a kind of demo lesson kind of thing. So that was super fun. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So everything is connected there. So you can improve the materials while you're teaching and so on. Exactly. Uh, but in this separate project, it's more difficult to test to try to see if they work yeah. and so on. But yeah, and, and those those projects that I'm involved in, they came from LinkedIn, actually. Because, yeah, I started connecting with people and, and they reached me out and, and, well, everything came from LinkedIn. So I'm very grateful. Uh, oh, you've gone quiet. You've hit mute. The there you go, you're back. <laughs> to the amazing, yeah, it was a spam call. Um, oh, okay. So it's good to connect. That's the message for teachers who want to try and start sharing their stuff. Start. Uh, they want to start getting involved in writing projects. I'm not doing anything huge. I'm not working for a publisher yet. Yet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm really happy with what I've been uh, working on, learning, and um, and this is what I can do so far with my time. So. Uh, this is great. Exactly. I can't, I can't complain about that. It's, uh, it, but it's very admirable to see. Yeah, it's very admirable to see as well just how much like things have you know come along as you've been growing as you've been growing and improving. It's brilliant. It's it's lovely to to watch from the outside as well. I have to say, um, and I agree about LinkedIn. I've seen so many people post on LinkedIn. Be like, has anyone ever even got a job offer through LinkedIn? And I'm like. <laughs> I don't think I've ever got not got a job offer through LinkedIn, if I'm perfectly honest. You know, the last ten and projects I've done have come through LinkedIn. And you have to be active because if you don't comment on other people's posts, if you don't share your own stuff, I mean, it, you have to be there and for the others as well because this is a, a collaborative application. Uh, so not only do I share my stuff, but I also comment and, and encourage other people to yeah. do things or, or to say hey this is great congratulations i mean this is the way you 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 build a net exactly you, you yes you strengthen your your own net as well so this is great yeah i think most of the guests that have come from teacher talk radio have also come from from linkedin as well so big big thanks to linkedin for that one now before before we head off for the, for the last two minute ad break before we go i wanted to talk about some other things um We've been super positive about everything along the way. We've talked about all the, the differences, the, you know, the, the great things about being a teacher and being a writer and, and, and a few of the things in between. Um, there are some kind of darker sides to, to ELT, as it were, um, which I'm sure you've experienced a lot more than I have, um, mostly because I am English. I speak a very British English um, and I... I I used to be quite handsome as well. Um, not so much anymore, but I used to be when I had hair. Um, so I didn't have any of these traditional issues that we're going to talk about now. But I know that you have and, and friends of yours have, have had issues with um, with native speakerism. And, and I know you mentioned a friend that there was an issue with ageism as well. So yeah. let's have a chat about that. Now? Do we have time now? Yeah. Oh, we've got time. Okay, that's There's great. always time. So... From my experience, I haven't had any problem. Um, 
about native speakerism. Luckily, I got my jobs. Um, when I was in Argentina, I got interviewed um, for this position in Catalonia. So I got hired when I was in Argentina to come here and work. That was good. I hold a, a, an Italian passport, so that is worth mentioning. So I have the right to work and live in the European Union legally um, because of my grandparents. They were Italian. Grazie so mille. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a, a plus for me when I had to choose a place to live uh, other than Argentina. So, and then I worked for, for language schools here and I didn't have any problem. But uh, I have some friends that lately they've had some issues with this native speaker uh, thing. For example, one of them, uh, she, she recently, she moved to Spain last, last month. She's overqualified. I mean, she's been working as a teacher for more than 20, 25 years. She's a teacher trainer. She gives, uh, she presents in conferences for big publishers. Um, so she's been mm -hmm. working for a long time in OT. And all her degrees, uh, she studied in English, all of them, because they are all teaching yeah. qualifications in English. So she had an interview for uh, a language school here in Spain. Everything was great. The interview was perfect. The, the people at the language school were very happy with her. She was about to sign a contract when suddenly she, they told her that parents asked for a C2 degree or C2 qualification. So she needed to sit. The actual certificate. Yeah, the certificate. So she needed to sit for the proficiency exam in order to teach in the language school. So she was really confused because she, she just arrived. So at first she said, yes, sure, I can do that. That's not a deal. So the language school is going to pay for that. That was kind of good, <laughs> all the bad thing. But then when she started to think about it, she said, no, this is not okay. Because I have been talking to them in English. They know my level. She had a native level. Um, she's a native level speaker. Uh, she has all the qualifications in English, all her degrees, everything. So she she had or she had to have more than a C2 level to to pass all the exams or all the, the degrees or to get all the degrees. So that was something completely outrageous to happen here. It's it's disgraceful, like for me on, on a few different levels. Like firstly, it's not it's not, it, you need common sense. Come on, you know, I understand you're asking for a native level speaker, you need, you know, but if someone comes in with 25, 30 years of experience, you know, if they don't have the certificate, so what? Now, the second thing is them saying that parents ask for certificates. Now, I've never met one director of one academy who said to me, a parent came in and asked to see the certificate of one of the teachers, because if I were the director of the academy, I'd say, I know the level of my teachers, I know they're qualified. You can go somewhere else. I nearly said some bad words, both in English and Spanish. Um, and you had another incident, didn't you, with, with another friend, which was yeah, and um, another friend of also mine. not fantastic. No, she's from Argentina as well. And uh, she was applying for different uh, teaching positions here in Spain. Um, one of the language schools said to her that if her degrees uh, were gotten or she got the degrees before 2018, they were not valid. 
So if you started your career, your teaching career before 2018, you are too old to teach, apparently. I mean, you are not experienced, you are old. <laughs> That's the That's thing. just, I don't, I can't understand that because I finished mine in 2005 right. or six in politics and international relations. It bears no relevance whatsoever on my teaching at all. Like it has nothing to do with it. Um, but I don't imagine if I'd applied for the show, I don't know for the show, for the job, I don't <laughs> imagine they would have gone through the same thing and said, your degree needs to be from within the last four years. Well, so you need me to be 26 because exactly. I can't do that. Like I might look only a day over 24 <laughs> and a half. You know, these these wrinkles, you know, they're 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 experience lines. Um but yeah, that's just that's just a horrible thing. That's a horrible thing to hear. Yeah, it's terrible and the conditions and then perhaps you get the job and you are paid ten euro an hour with all the qualifications they ask for. Yeah. Because it's not that you are getting paid fifty euro or something that you say, Okay, I'm gonna go study more because I know it's gonna be worth it. It's not. Yeah. A, it's gonna be recognized, but it's not the case. At least in Spain, I don't know about other countries in Europe. No. Well, well, I've I've um, seen jobs advertised that are paying less than when I arrived here in Spain, eleven, twelve years ago, working more hours, paying less. And like, let's let's be honest. Everybody knows that the price of living isn't getting any cheaper. So how wages can be going down? is beyond me because prices are going up for you know for classes and stuff like that you know that's all changing as well but teachers wages as as a as a TEFL teacher are not improving in in academies um and it's not really okay because i i struggled to to ever like get to the end of the month on on my old ELT teacher's wage and then July, August, half of September, what do I do then? Well, if you're lucky, you maybe get a summer course for a month, but otherwise, you're unemployed. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, as a freelancer now, I struggle in July and August. Well, I actually struggle more in August and September because I don't do enough in July and August because everyone's right. like, oh, we're on holiday. We don't need you to create anything. <laughs> I, I need to create. Um, I need to. But yeah, um, so yeah, that was my kind of point. And how do you? I have a question for you. Let's change this. Let's switch the roles. How do Ooh. you manage to get projects? I mean, do you do you connect with people on LinkedIn? Do you? Uh, what are some ideas for for freelancers for writers to get yeah, projects? Absolutely. Um, look for the right connections. Look for okay. connections and yeah, and be active. I think mm -hmm. most of the projects have come to me, which you know have fallen in my lap, which I've been pretty lucky about. But I have been very active in connecting with people and building those networks and making sure they know. Um, I actually found quite a funny one, a connection I made. So I looked for this connection right at the start of the pandemic, before Renewable English, actually, back when I was thinking of being Harry Waters English. Oh. Um, and, and I was because I was focusing more on my teacher training and my general materials writing when I thought that was that is a thing I can still do, by the way. I'm not just sustainability guy. I don't mind being sustainability guy, but I do also do other work that's like unrelated to sustainability. Yeah. And that was going to be like my focus. And then I realized renewable English was actually my passion. So I kind of channeled them together. But I saw a message that I sent back in 2020 
um, to this, uh, the head of marketing at one of the publishers. And there was just like radio silence. And then I met them at IATEFL. We, you know, we had a nice chat. We, we went out to eat um, a really nice vegan restaurant. And I sent her a message again when I got back to, hey, it was nice to meet you and all that. And I was like, ooh, okay. I had sent you a message in the past. So, you know, it, it shows that having those connections and looking for those people and, and you know, being out there and showing up is, is really So do important. you think that uh, when you meet people in person is, is stronger? I mean, the, perhaps the connection is stronger than online or? I don't, I don't know because it's, I it's already teachers have... teachers talk radio with Silvina Masiti. <laughs> <laughs> It is. Change it. <laughs> this is brilliant. Um, yeah, you're welcome to the Twilight Show. <laughs> um, Sorry. No, no. Um, I I don't know. I think meeting people face to face has reinforced relationships. Okay, um, cool. But the projects that I was working on with them already existed in the past. I just happened to meet um, a, a, a slightly bigger fish. Should could you say? You know, somebody who's a bit higher up the food chain as it were um not that there's a food chain in publishing that's a terrible thing to say harry we're all <laughs> equal just some are more equal than others um on that note we will be returning very soon to talk more um we we do have oh we're, we're running out of time um I, I can't believe that we're running out of time but we do still have enough time but we're going to pop off for the adverts Um, and we'll be back very soon. So I always get a little bit nervous um, when I look at the clock and I'm like, oh, no, there's not going to be time. We've got so many things we have to talk about. But we, <laughs> we're going to pop off for a couple of minutes. Um, we'll be back very shortly. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.weatherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development Every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. If you have a passion for education and a talent for teaching and learning, the Witherslack Group want to hear from you. Join them as they open an incredible new school in Essex and be a founding teacher of English, Maths, Science or Primary with multiple leadership opportunities available too. As Teachers Talk Radio partners, we know how much they care about the well-being of staff and their offer to you will be superb. To find out more and apply for a role, visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers. 
Hello, I am back. Um, Sylvina's back as well. We both ran off to get water. Um, I now have one here in my my fancy glass. I'm not even drinking from a from a jar today. I've gone full on posh for this interview for this <laughs> chat today. I'm drinking from an actual glass and not just from a jar. I'm telling you, my my wife had to to beg me to get some glasses recently um, because. We only have jars. In fact, for New Year's when her parents came over, I, I hate champagne. Don't get, I, I absolutely hate champagne. I can't stand it. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we were cheersing because there were other people here. It was Carver actually, um, not champagne. Um, much cheaper uh, and Spanish. So it was here. Anyway, and I gave it to them all in jars and they were like, what's this? They're like, haven't you got champagne flutes? I was like, yeah. They're downstairs. They're not washed, but they're in the cellar. So drink it from a jar. My so my seventy-four-year-old mother-in-law looking at this champagne in, from a jar, just like, what is he doing? What is he doing? But you know, people uh, people have seen me for my eccentricities recently, particularly with Caster Chef. The, we've got a lady who comes and helps out. She's a really good friend of ours. She helps my wife out with photography and and stuff like that as well. She's like her, you know, her photography assistant. And like her husband's been watching them on Instagram, all the caster chef stuff. And she was here today when we were filming. She's just like, it is como una cabra. You are like a goat, which means you know, you're as mad as a hatter in Spanish. Um, so, yeah. Um, well, there you go. It's just something fun and interesting. Um, so meeting people face to face. We talked about this um, very briefly before and about building connections and and you know are they stronger when meeting face to face um i think they can be and i think it, it depends on the situation i don't think when we meet face to face i don't think it will build our relationship because i feel like we already have a pretty yeah. strong working relationship you know we talk quite on a quite regular basis you send me loads of awesome information about cool webinars and mm. brilliant projects and i say thank you and then sign up to them and watch the recording usually, or, you know, something else like that, you know, I'll go and check it out. I don't offer you enough support, I have to admit. I know that you offer me loads, so I appreciate that. Um, but we are going to have the opportunity, the possible opportunity to meet face-to-face. -face. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, for the first time in my life, I'm presenting at Innovate ELT in Barcelona. Hang on, uh, second. October. Hang, on hang on, one moment. Ah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. The sound effects really long. Oh my god, I didn't know there were so many people here. Oh, so many, so <laughs> many. We're, we're packed to the rafters. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Babna. She says good luck to you. Well, I'm not alone in the presentation. I'm going to be with Jake Young from Fluentize. Uh, it's a joint. A presentation on flow and sequence in ELT materials. So we are going to give some tips on how to make your lesson plans flow. I won't dance, nothing to do with dancing or music. Are you sure? Please, <laughs> no, no Latin rhythms. No. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. It's going to be more. I went to a salsa club was in Buenos Aires. Now I've got a oh. story about that one. <laughs> I don't dance that salsa or, or bachata. No. Neither do I. <laughs> that was a funny thing. 
Yes. <gasps> right. So yeah, that's gonna be our first, my first presentation. I don't know about Jake. Probably it's his first one as well. Um, so I was a bit scared or afraid of presenting on my own. So I wanted to go with somebody else. Um, so yeah, can you hear me? I can loud and clear. Yeah, okay. I'm nodding away and smiling. So I was just quiet for more than thirty uh, yeah. seconds. So right. you were surprised again. Yeah. <laughs> so because the screen is frozen, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be on September, on October the first in Barcelona. Uh, there is one online on on Friday the thirtieth, uh, but we won't present there. We are gonna go there and meet some wonderful people face to face. Um, so yeah, that's that's gonna be great. I'm really happy about that because I I I feel that I know many people, but at the same time we we need to see each other. Uh, for the first time. That's going to exactly. be great. Dance some salsa or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and how about you? Are you are you attending? I, I'm, I'm on the list as speakers. Um, I'm on the list there. So uh, I certainly it's it's high on my priorities list. I, I would definitely I, I really want to go. Um, the obvious only issue being that I'm going for renewable English, which right. is which is me. So the sponsor <laughs> is, is me. So right. to pay for it, it will be me. Um, and I have to get to Barcelona and be in Barcelona. And you know, if I'm going to Barcelona, then I've got to go with my family as well. So we've all got to get to Barcelona. Yeah. So it's, um, mm. so it turns. So, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's something I really I really want to do. Um, I really really want to do it. Um, and as I'm, I'm on the list, you know, it means I yeah. should probably do it. Yeah. Right. Sure. So yeah, because when 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 IATFL, uh, took place in March, when was it? March. Mm, March, April. May. May. I think Sorry. it was May. Yeah, probably it was not uh, too far away from now. So I experienced like a, a, a kind of FOMO. Yeah. I saw all the posts on LinkedIn and on Facebook or any other platform, and I, I wanted to be there because I saw many of the people that I usually talk to together taking pictures enjoying the the interesting uh, events and, and talks so that's gonna be great yeah i haven't attended any uh, this this kind of event before so it's gonna be good to be there oh, to wow. present yeah. yeah no i haven't not in argentina in argentina we have Ar argen argensol i think it is but no i'm more involved way more involved now in cpd than than before so oh, it's going to be great. I, I bloody love a conference. I do. I, I love it. I love it. Um, and yeah, there's always this talk of online versus face to face. Um, and I don't think it should be a case of one versus the other one. I think it should be, you know, they both have their benefits. They both have their merits. I, I, last year at Innovate, I, for the first time in my life, got some serious Zoom fatigue. Like it was, it was bad. But also because at the same time as Innovate, I had a a presentation at SAT4 in in Scotland. So they had oh. their annual event as well. Um, so I, I literally went from doing my presentation in 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 Barcelona at Innovate, then going to wow. Scotland, and then coming back to watch other people's talks and by the time we got to Emily's talk in the afternoon I was like oh, I can't look at a screen anymore I'm a brain yeah. but mm -hmm. you could also use them as podcasts like you know you can go out walk the dog and listen to somebody while they're talking 
Um, yeah, and it gives the possibility to people who cannot afford to go there uh, exactly. or, or, or who are far away, because yeah. if I were in Argentina, I wouldn't be able to come here and, and see these people or but, listen yes, to these people speaking. See, speak or put, so see those people speaking. Like, I would never have got to see Tyson Seaburn if I couldn't see him online, you know. And, Right, that is what, what Babna says, that face-to-face -face and online should supplement each other, right? Yeah, right. Absolutely. Well, she's in India, so come on, they should do something online as well. I mean, same yeah, thing. Yeah, it, it would be quite yes. difficult for Babna to pop over to come yeah. over talk in Barcelona. It, it wouldn't be the easiest. But We should go visit her. <laughs> I I really want to go to India very badly. I just need to, I just need a sponsor. We so need anyone, more projects. Anyone, yeah, anyone want to sponsor <laughs> me to go to India? There are so many people there because I work closely with with Ritik from. Um, he teaches at a school in India. I met him through Pearson and BBC Live classes. Uh, in fact, he was on the the first cohort of the course that I did um, for creating a greener mindset. And I I so badly want to go and see him, like, yeah. so badly. Um, obviously, India is not exactly a small country. No, it's huge. <laughs> so we should go visit these people and, and that, that's it. Exactly. So going back to these events, it's great to be able to attend and to participate and to present because we need more representation. This is what Amina told me when she came back from Ayatifel. Mm -hmm. uh, it's great to be able to go from South America representing your, your culture. Uh, not only people from Europe, but also people from Africa, like her. Um, I mean, it's great to have variety, to have diversity, to be able to to share your stuff, to to create a, a, an inclusive place, because we that is what we aim at. Uh, so this should happen. The same should happen in this kind of events. Like, I mean, everyone exactly. should be given the opportunity to attend. Uh, I don't know, special rates, special fees for people who cannot afford dollars, euros. I know I'm dreaming I'm daydreaming, I know, but I think that uh, that is inclusion. That is, yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, 100%. I mean, it's, it is, that was my first ever Ayatepel that I've ever been able to go to. Why could I get to it? Because I was sponsored to get it. Right. Otherwise, right. There's no way I could mm -hmm. afford to get there, right? And and I'm from you know a a, a global yeah. North European country right. with you know a semi reasonable wage, like you know, mm -hmm. and I couldn't. There's no way I could justify doing that. Like it's such a huge thing. And then you know, so it also limits speakers as well. Like you can't have the same yeah. number of speakers. It's just you know it's impossible because right. you can't have the representation that you need to have, you know, you need to have representation from, from yeah, all over absolutely. the world and you because, just can't. Right, right. Well, there are a lot of um, scholarships, I think. There are, get. there are. There are some uh, great think, scholarships, yeah. which, is, which is pretty much unique to, to IATEFL. You don't get so that that's great. opportunity. Yeah, mm. it really is. That's great. So yeah, there were people from Brazil, people from, well, Amina from Algeria. So that is awesome to, to be able to to show up there and to connect and to to share your your culture. So that's that's amazing. And I hope the same happens in Barcelona because that's more that's closer to my place. So I can go there, meet oh, people. It's just down the road for you, isn't it? Well, it's one hour uh, by plane. Oh, one hour flight. One hour by plane. How, how, is it about six, six hours, hours by, by train. Car? Yeah, by train. Six hours yeah. by train. I don't drive. So it's oh, either well. train. 
It's a bloody long walk then. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is it um, a train or, or plane? Yeah, because when I used to drive from Barcelona to Seville, like I wouldn't I wouldn't get down to Alicante, you know. I, I would go past Valencia and then cut inland. And that's right. about it's about nine hours to get to drive from here. But then it's five hours by train and that's getting an Ave and another Ave. And it's so expensive, like to get yeah. from here to Barcelona. Um and what makes it, and everything. Yeah, what makes it really sad though, like is you know, you can get a, a return flight for thirty euros. But to get the train, you're gonna have to spend three hundred and something euros. And so that's not okay. I mean, that's obviously a debate for a different day. You know, we're not we're not on here to talk about fighting the climate crisis. But yeah, it's it's just down the road from you. It's not it's not too far away. So that's it's a good thing for you to to be able to to do that to jump on. And then of course, there's T cell Spain coming up in March. Yeah, open papers is open. It's in Madrid. I'm thinking about that. Yeah, and my brother lives there. And so your brother lives a, there. A great excuse to go. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm thinking about that with with an, a friend of mine. She suggested an idea, perhaps to make a joint presentation again, because I'm not. I'm still a bit scared of going solo. You know. Oh, don't be scared. <laughs> You've gone. So I've seen you go solo before. Well, in um, the TFL Development Hub, exactly. uh, I know, but that's kind of different because it was like an online event. Um, let Give me time, okay? Step by step. Yeah, baby steps. You've got time. You've got yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Athea, next year, then you can come to Seville. There's plenty of space for you here, for you and, for you and your son. That's great. Plenty of yeah. space. You can, you know, got a spare room downstairs. You're all good. You can that speak at Athea next time. Oh, Estrella agrees as well. She's barking, as you can probably hear in the background. Um, That's good. That's great. Yeah, why not? Um, so, well, yeah, many things. And, and if you want me to share some information about um, some coming webinars for teachers. I would love for you to share some yeah. information on some upcoming um, webinars for teachers. Yeah, because I know there are some teachers who want to to start writing and sharing and they don't know how to start. So tomorrow, for example, the British Council um, has a great webinar at 12 UK time at 1 p.m. Spain. It's George Tilton that you know, Harry. Um, so from blogging to writing, from teaching to writing, something like that. I don't remember the exact name, but it's how to to transition, you know, from he teaching is, to writing. He is brilliant i met him actually i i along i've had a working relationship with him for a little while uh, a little while sorry um and he's 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 great uh, so i'm just looking to see if i can find the link so i can put yeah, it in there it's on facebook it's yeah. a live a facebook live i think it is it is um right there must Probably. be something in here and yeah then... it's on teach english isn't it i think or teaching english, yeah teaching english british, british council, council. And then Tuesday, the 26th, you have at 3 p.m. UK, uh, it's creating materials with Canva. And uh, Claire Hayward is speaking and presenting with Karen. I mean, they, they are having kind of a, a joint presentation or interview um, because she, she delivers a course on Canva. So yeah, that is the one that I use for my materials. You do, and you in fact taught me quite a lot about that. Um, yeah, but I'm very basic. Perhaps Claire can squeeze it more, you know. Perhaps she she knows more features, of course, 
She yeah, I've actually done. started. I've started Alethea on Canva. When she when she gets bored, I say, "Well, go and make something on Canva." And so she's made a few flyers because we're going to, we're going on a on a trampoline date on Friday. So ah. we're going to the local trampolining centre because there's air conditioning basically. Um, <laughs> That's nice. So yeah, that should be fun. Um, but so yeah, those... Canva. I don't use it anywhere near to its potential. Um, Some people use Adobe. Adobe. Uh, yeah. I don't know the name. I think that Bhavna uses Adobe for the lesson plans and J and Jake from Fluentize. I don't know how to use that, but I, they, they look great. They look really visually attractive. And then if you didn't, if you haven't seen Catherine Bil Bilsborough, how do you pronounce that? Her That's right. Yeah. Pat okay. Catherine Bilsborough. Uh, so she, she gave two webinars on, on front teaching to write in some time ago for, for the British Council as well. So they are there on the website or on, on the Facebook page. So she gives a lot of tips on how to get into publishing, how to get into writing, how to share. Um, so those are my things. And then if you want to start sharing your stuff and you don't want to start a blog or a website, you can uh, use Freed. Mm -hmm. which is a, a community uh, for teachers worldwide and it's free so you can get and use lesson plans made by other teachers as well as share yours uh, so i've been sharing them my lesson plans there as well so that is great that is good as well yeah and any more any more <laughs> no i think so that's what, what, what do you want me to say Oh, no, no, no. I didn't know if there were any more. <laughs> or it's um, too I, much. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, right. In fact, that's, you know, as we mentioned earlier, we talked about Nick Peachy earlier. I, I literally just got an email saying about um, that he's he's running a, an online course about teaching with Telegram. Yeah. I have to say, I've been teaching with Telegram for the last 10 weeks, um, and Nick Peachy did all of the like intro videos on how to do it. It's really good. I'm actually writing a... A module for it um, for further down the line on on English for the planet, which reminds me, I need to message someone about that. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. So it's 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 really fun to use. Actually, it's a, it's got loads of incredible features. Um, and can you share materials? What can you do with that? Yeah, you can share materials. You can record oh. your videos, and then you can share it in the group. You know, you can. You can you can you can do everything. Um, it's a bit like breakout rooms are a bit trickier, but you, all you do is set up like groups on on Telegram and they go off to their breakout rooms. Um, and it, it works really well. And, and it's free. It proper, it, it's free, and you can have it on your your desktop as well. So, but then people with limited connectivity, like the teachers I teach in Venezuela, can just access it on their phone. That's great to know. Yeah, I know it, he was involved in that. He was delivering a a course on teaching with telegram yeah yeah he, he is um and i've just seen about that there so um i thought i thought i'd share i thought i'd share with everybody just because it literally popped up right in front of my face while i was looking for more he about has George a lot Wilson. of a lot of things i mean he has a a, a huge uh, stock of short animated videos on pinterest for teachers to use uh, and he has infographics he has loads of infographics and he gives there are many webinars by him uh, in which he explains how to use them in class giving all the type of activities so he's, much stuff yeah. he's, he's literally he's a bit like the simpsons because he's done everything <laughs> like he's done literally everything like whatever you need then there you go i think i'm he, he will be coming on the show in 
September, October time, I think. Um, I will be reducing the show. It won't be weekly anymore. It will be going down to to bi-weekly. I was thinking of stopping, but I just, I just really love it. So, You're really good at this. You should continue. How do you think, how did, how did your shows evolve with the passing of time, if you look in hindsight? Oh, how did they evolve? Oh, evolve, no, evolve. How did they evolve? Um, <laughs> I think my timing's a bit better now than it used to be. I think I say um a bit less. I say fantastic on a far less regular basis as well. Well, I do still say it way too much. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I've learned a lot more about uh, the, the first few shows I did were kind of very, not scripted exactly, but they didn't have the same kind of natural flow. Less natural, find, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I find now um, with my guests, it's, it's a lot more at ease. It's not an interview more a conversation it's a, yeah it's a chat yeah so i know with a lot of podcasts and a lot of podcasts that i've been on as well they'll send you through questions like in advance and i don't i don't have any problem with with people doing that it's also good to help your own research like for when you're asking questions to, to put a good point across you know I've, oh just spilled my water which was clever um but yeah i and it's not that I don't do research about people, because I still do, but I don't have prescripted questions. I like to, to find kind of two or three subject areas that, yeah, that we can talk good. about and then mm -hmm. go through those and, and talk about those different ideas, you know, as we have today. I, I'm not sure that's every guest's cup of tea. Um, okay. There are some guests who are a bit like, um, I'd like to have some questions or when are you going to send me questions? And it's like, I think that it's, well, I asked you the to. same, but it's because perhaps we feel nervous at the beginning yeah. because I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm afraid of awkward silence, but then I realize that I'm Argentinian. So silence is not in my, <laughs> in my register. It's not part of my life. So I always have something to say. Perhaps it's not that interesting. But, oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> right. But also, you you know who you're you know whose show you're on. If there is an awkward silence, I'll fill it with something. <laughs> Again, I don't know if it's interesting or not, but it will definitely be <laughs> filled with something. It. Yeah, they're, right. they're, yeah, I'm but, not an awkward silence kind of person either. The great thing about your shows is the variety of people. I mean, I, I learned a lot with Martin Bloomfield about dyslexia. He gave a, a masterclass. Some things that I, I remember from your shows or, or Miranda talking about words, the words that you like, the words that you prefer, or um, Jason rapping, yeah. like these raps, th that was, those things are, I mean, that is variety, that is diversity, and that is amazing because... Well, yeah, it's, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be quite honest with you right now. I do definitely see this as a CPD thing for myself. You know, I, I've learned so much over these last 50 episodes. If it's, you know, a classroom game or if it's how to approach using more inclusive materials or if it's how to get a subject on the table or, you know, all of these different things, I, I keep learning. So, yeah. you know, I feel a bit... I feel like the luckiest person alive because of these these different people I've been able to speak to and the different you know perspectives on on life. But everybody has this kind of shared ideal that we want better for our students, we want better for learners, we want a, 
a better future. You know, everybody has that in common with with all of my guests. Yeah. Um, I guess that's why they started in teaching. There probably aren't going to be many people who are like, I don't care right. about the future. Like, <laughs> rubbish. Future's rubbish. Um, this is about helping. Yeah, you help people somehow. Uh, and in the case, in my in my case with my website, that is what I do with my free stuff. Uh, because I, I could be selling things, I could be monetizing more, but then I think about people who cannot afford to buy in dollars or in euros, and most of the stuff is in, in, in foreign currency, especially for countries who are not in good, who don't have those, uh, who cannot afford to buy that. Yeah. So that is the thing, that is my way of helping teachers and, and students. So yeah, it's it's also my CPD, my blog, as your program is your CPD, my blog as well, and a way of contributing to the ELT community. That is what it's about. Absolutely. It yeah. really is. 100, 100% is. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm, I feel very, oh, and apparently I don't mention cake anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right, Bhavna. Um, I did say to, to Sylvina there was a chance that I'd, I'd do the, the kind of rapid fire questions at the end because it's something I used to do an awful lot more than I do now. Um, I do do it from time to time, but I've I've kind of removed that from the show. That's a good point, actually. Bavna's probably a better person to ask how the shows have evolved because <laughs> he was on one of the, the much earlier Hit shows. Yeah. Um, like it, was, it was a long time ago, actually, that, that I spoke to Bavna. Um, the Marigold show. Yeah, that is where everything show. started. Yeah, it, I, I'm trying to find where it is now. Um, oh, it's it's back on previous pages. I'm scrolling back through and back through and back through, and I can't. It was such a long time ago. Um, oh, I can't. I could. I could probably just type type her name, and it'd be a lot easier, wouldn't it? Um, she said that rabbit fire was scary but fun. There you go. Uh, it was the 29th <laughs> of September. Was was when we had the show. Um, there you go, the 29th of September. Um, and that was right before I had um, my second and third Argentinians on the show. You are, in fact, my fourth Argentinian guest. So, um, I oh, think yeah, that... Romina, uh, Vicky, and Nani, right? Yeah. yeah, so yeah, it's uh, it's lots of lots of uh, so i didn't know about them before coming to spain or before joining linkedin so that's amazing and they are big great elt professionals in argentina so that is great yeah to connect with them and there we go um that just about no rapid fire no time for it that brings us to the end i can't believe it it's, it seems like a long time when you look at the clock at the start it's not a long time though is it no it's yeah great so i want to say a thank you huge thank you for coming on um i hope to see you in october um, yeah do you have any final words for our listeners thank you so much for the support and the encouragement and i'm always willing to help people and to collaborate with other elt professionals so feel free to connect with me and to we can do something great together as well Amazing. Thank you so much. I'm just clearing up the photos, that I, the old photos that I spilled water on. Oh, I just realized. No. So, um, better get those outside to dry pretty sharpish. Won't take long, though. So, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, I am back next week. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the show's about yet. Um, 
It's for the first time in a long time. I haven't planned a long way in advance. So um, I will be back next week. It will be amazing. It will be super fun. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, and we will hear you next week. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio. Radio.